All right, welcome to the second episode of the Cuckoo's Nest podcast. Uh, medication time once again. And uh, first episode went okay, getting some mixed reviews. But, uh, you know, hey, try to get better every time. And, uh, you know, we'll come in today. We'll start with the uh, NBA Finals as the Cavs uh, force a game six. And, uh, yeah, so, so of course last night you had the controversy around the Draymond Green suspension, and now personally, I don't think he should have been suspended. Uh, what he did really, I think it was more of a, for past acts and a guy having a, a history, but it, it kind of, if you look through it, uh, LeBron was pretty much the guy who instigated that, you know, so, uh, I, I don't know if it's this, I don't know what you guys think, but in my opinion, Draymond shouldn't have been suspended, I think there could have been some more behind it as to why he actually was suspended. Well, it's it's to put off the inevitable, you know. They don't want to have LeBron get one for the thumb just yet. So, you know, you extend it another game, you get more revenue, and plus you got the controversy coming up. Because if Draymond gets another flagrant foul in the next game, then he's out game seven. And then maybe maybe LeBron can uh, can steal it. I mean, him and Kyrie went off last night. But more than likely, you're going to see Draymond back, and the series is over. That's what you think. Yeah. I mean, they're home. That's game seven. I think that I could see the Cavs winning it in Cleveland, then... You get the, I think that's what their plan was because they weren't going to beat Golden State in Golden State. It wasn't going to happen. But I, 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 I mean, I don't think the Cavs could have won either way. So I'm kind of I'm all for it because I hate the Warriors. Fuck the Warriors. I don't get that again. What's why do you hate the Warriors? There's nothing. I mean, the wins record again. Nobody wants them to be the greatest, but still, you went to this last week again. I, I don't see it. I, they're a great team. I love watching them. Well, I, I'd say I get the affiliation for like more so with like people who are maybe like. You know, kind of a generation before us where if you're, you know, five, ten years older and you grew up with those Jordan teams and, and all that and, you know, you kind of had a, a, a real, I guess, bond with that team where, you know, you kind of don't want to see the next great team come along. So I, I could sort of understand that. But coming from somebody in our age age bracket, to me, I don't really see the hate with the Warriors. I mean, I don't think Steph Curry is all that, like, dislike. You know, he plays a fun style. He's, you know, all that. I mean, you could get into the point that, you know, he has a lighter skin color and, you know, kind of... Uh... No, 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 that's not what it is. <laughs> me, there's, there's two things. First off, I have a friend who sucks Steph Curry's dick. There's nothing more annoying than, than one kid who hops. Like, anyone who, like, loves LeBron just pisses me off. But you don't really see too many of those. So there's, that's one reason. The other reason is, as awesome as it would be to do this myself, watching someone just walk across half court and shoot a three gets kind of irksome. I don't know what it is. It's just, irksome? It's not... <laughs> Irksome. 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 You know, I'm, I'm trying to pick out some nice new words. Reading the, th- the sort. They do more than just that, though. Come on. Well, I mean, they, let's, run, they do all that. There's nothing special about Irksome. Let, let, let's look at it this way, though, because with, with the Warriors, you got the two shooters, obviously, with Curry and Thompson, and that's something. One, one of the most dynamic backcourts in the history of the game, if not the greatest backcourt, which is a whole other debate. But then oh, you got yeah. you, you got Draymond Green, who. Is the new age new age NBA center? I mean, it's ridiculous that a guy of his size and his stature and his skill set is playing center in today's game. So I think when you look up and down the Warriors roster now, this is this is a team that nobody's ever seen before. This this type of team. So the it's world the way the NBA's yeah, but it, it, it is, and that's why the world the world doesn't like change, and sports fans don't like change. Now it's exciting. Everybody. Everybody likes likes Curry when he was first starting out last year with being being an assassin and being a superstar. But now you look at it and they're they're on top. They're the best team in the league. And now everybody's everybody's trying to copy them. 
So now, now all of a sudden, they're the bad guys. And as we stated in the last one, LeBron, he's on the back burner now again. So it's not like everybody's necessarily rooting for Cleveland. It's just everybody's tired of the Warriors. I feel bad for LeBron almost. I don't see why you would feel bad for LeBron. What is the crying? Is the crying wearing off on you? <laughs> he gets nothing with. I mean, LeBron did this two years in a row where you see no one's around. I mean, Kyrie played really well last night, and he's crazy fishing on that. But what do you want LeBron to do some of the times when he has no one? You see him. I want to be able to shoot first off. He, I, yeah, I know. If you did that, it'd be completely different. Yeah. He can't shoot and get over it, Tim. I know this really bothers you. Oh, it's so annoying. It's like, getting worse. Learn how to shoot. I don't understand. Like, get better, not worse. You don't get worse as your career goes along. I mean, I guess statistically, but... Well, LeBron did, I mean, for a period, especially in Miami, he did get better shooting the three. I mean, from early on in his career, he really he really evolved that portion of his game. And even last year, he was shooting better. This year alone, he just, like, has very... It's gotten very annoying to watch him shoot. But the one thing I will say is, I mean, you guys don't see any sort of coincidence or, you know, I mean, Draymond Green has... An egregious kick to the balls of, of Stephen Adams. The Warriors are down three to one in the series. The NBA lets him get off with a slap of on the wrist. Not. Yeah, of course not. Now the now the Warriors are up. To flip the script. The Warriors are up three to one in the finals. Draymond Green's provoked. Does what might be a swipe towards the groin area, but no, he did. I, I I really don't. But you know, he LeBron stepped over him. He went after his dick. I, I, yeah, he got up and went for the. the, the I, I don't think it's as egregious as people are making it out to be. But regardless. Uh, you know, then to go out and suspend them because now the Warriors are up three to one, and you want to drag the series out to Game Six. I mean, do you think that there's any legs to that, or am I just reaching no, for conspiracy theories? I think the NBA is rigged. I think just even with the refs just being completely terrible in the first place, like the fact that they went out and suspended Draymond is just listen. They wanted to see more. Like it'd be, it wouldn't be a fun series. Like you wouldn't see as much hype over it. I guess I don't know. Well, and also originally they didn't. When the play actually happened, they didn't they didn't give Draymond a flagrant, right? We, right, we no, it went back. It was video. Yeah, was. so so this was the NBA's call because going yeah. into each game, as Donahue gave insight to when he was revealing all the all the secrets of the NBA there in his gambling scandal, is that the refs are obviously fully aware of the circumstances. They weren't going to give Draymond a flagrant. They because they knew the they knew the consequence. Yeah. So the NBA obviously fully aware of the consequence. You look at this. Would you rather the series be over in five games or possibly six or even seven, potentially? You got you got the best game of the series from LeBron yesterday. Kyrie stepped up in the fourth quarter. It was amazing. Yeah, he couldn't miss. So now you got a series. Everybody's talking about the NBA for a couple more days. They, that's what they want. No, definitely. I agree with that. Now, now, where do you stand on should... Now, I know the rules around suspensions, but do you think Draymond Green should have been allowed to be in the arena last night? I don't really care. I don't see why. I don't care either. I mean, do you really? Does it matter? It doesn't matter to me if he's in the arena or not. He's not in the game or on the, like, I don't want him on the bench getting hyped and doing like. Yeah, that does play something, him being some like emotional leader of the team. But more so, but more so my point is rather than being sitting in a suite at the Oakland A's game, you know, maybe let him sit in the owner's box at the. There was a tunnel to Oracle. I, I know, but, I mean, could you imagine, I mean, think about all those horror stories you've heard of the Oakland Coliseum and this raw sewage. Oh, there needs stuff. to be shit all over the place in that tunnel. There's going to be rats. There's probably, who the hell knows down, down there? I mean, like that cannot be sanitary. Into the uh, Citizens Bank Park of Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. So yes. To take the away teams away from the ruck, uh, the really rowdy Philly. I mean, uh, they probably have, like, Bar- like Bartolo Colon-sized rats down there, just like, <laughs> just like colonies of them. But uh, 
I, I no, I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. I just think that in some instances, common sense should prevail, and you know, just. I don't know, just him being in the arena and sitting up in, you know, a suite somewhere I don't think really has any effect on, you know, the game itself. Or I think the punishment is kind of served there, but... Uh, but you're, you're also talking about the same exact... The, the same league here that, uh, you know, they had the, the Jordan uh, gambling suspension that he ended up going to the minors for. You're talking about the where they rigged the lottery basically every two or three years. The, the league loves the story here. They love the conspiracies with, uh, with well, Draymond. So then, you know, now also you got you got the sideshow going with him in the Oakland Coliseum and everything that's going on with him. They, It's all about generating discussion. Well, I mean, it's no coincidence that Cleveland got all those first overall picks after LeBron left, that, uh, you know, that the Pelicans wound up getting the first overall pick uh, with Davis after uh, they got shafted on the uh, Chris Paul trade. And then plus with the Benson ownership group. Whenever you see a group of new owners come in or, or something... We're stumbling upon a huge conspiracy here. Is what we're oh, look, I mean, and we're not we're not breaking like groundbreaking. I mean, Bill Simmons has mentioned plenty of these uh, yeah. in the past. Yeah, this is stuff I don't really think about too much, but it does make sense once it's like brought to light. You, I mean, look look at it. Even for example, with the Sixers this year, they they get Hinky out of there, right? They they bring in Colangelo. What's the promise? Okay, well, you guys got to put uh, jersey set uh, jersey ads. First, make the announcement, say you're going to do it, and then we'll give you the first pick. You get rid of Hanky, you put jersey ads on there. All right, you got the first pick. Here's Ben Simmons. They've also had multiple first picks. Is there any conspiracy behind their well, they actually, Well, they actually haven't gotten the first overall pick. This is the first time they've gotten the first overall pick. You could say that they didn't win the lottery the past years because of tanking. They were making a, a mockery of the game. Yeah, tanking's fucking... Tanking's pissed about that. You know, so... I mean, the whole Sixers, everything that's going on there, the, the whole problem with them is that they just, they stayed in their, see, I think Hanky did what ownership wanted him to do, but he kept it in reverse instead of eventually putting it in drive, and it was to the point where he just kept trading guys off to get second, like Michael Carter-Williams was rookie of the year, and, not that, you know, you could argue he wasn't a great fit, and he's not as great of a player as maybe... You know, it was made out to yeah, be. He but did win it. I wouldn't say he's. He well, was statistically, he was the best player. Right. But when you actually look talent wise and all that. But you got to. I mean, I'm not there. But is it? It's not a good look for a franchise when you're in a rebuilding mode and then you finally get a good player. You know, well, so he so to say. Before him, that Drew Holiday, he was what? He was young at that time. He was, well, was All star. He was going to be an all star. Right. Well, the, re- the the reason you could back, they actually got a really good deal for the. I know what you mean they got a, they wound up getting a really good deal for the Drew Holiday deal, and that was one of the moves that kind of escalated in their their rebuilding way. But what did they get? They got Nerlens Noel, who was the sixth pick that year, and they got something something. They got another first round pick too. So I I can't argue too much with that trade, but but I get your point. Is that well, anytime they've gotten a good player, plus they, he's been hurt a lot, so that right. kind of makes another. That's thing. why yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of injury problems with them. I'd be pissed off if I was a Sixers fan. But, but also, they, I think that's also part of it is that the Sixers being a. Uh, being one of the pre- most prestigious uh, franchises in basketball, they're able to pull it off. Where if it was the if it was the Hornets or you know or another team that's really not been around that long and they've really haven't had all that much success, then if they're going through that full tank mode, which obviously the Bobcats did back back in the day, but they weren't even doing a full hinky. They just sucked. So I think if you're doing it there, then you're talking about borderline contraction or a team needs to be relocated. When you're in Philly with the Sixers, that team's not going anywhere. You're just holding the fans hostage for the five years. They got a season ticket base where well, those, it sucks. It's, they're it's not bailing. I mean, you you look at it now. 
even location-wise, with the NHL announcing today that they're going to Vegas, if you had a team tanking in Vegas, can you imagine the gambling conspiracies there? Well, there would be tons. And, and if you want to get into that angle with the... Now, obviously with the NHL moving there, but this goes for all, you know, with the rumors of the Raiders and really any professional sports. Nowadays, to me, I don't see, like... As long as Las Vegas can hold a team, now there's there's other issues there because it's technically a smaller city and it's a destination town. Whereas you're not really gonna have a huge fan base. Like it's gonna kind of be a, a spot to go. Like, uh, you know, if you're in town, maybe go to a game. But there's so much other stuff going on. But the gambling aspect, to uh, to not having uh, to not having a team in Vegas. Uh, hold on, I think we're having some technical difficulties here. Right, I, th I, th I think we're back. I think we're back. So, I can't uh, see you guys, but I don't know. Yeah, I got no video for you guys. All right, cool. But, uh, all right, so, so yeah. So, not sure where we cut out there. But, yeah, in, in regards to Vegas, I, I think that, you know, people in the have said about the gambling angle as to why there can't be a team in Vegas. And, and to me, that's not really – nowadays, you look at it. I mean, I, I know we have accounts on offshore, you know, accounts, and people have bookies and daily fantasy and everything. Gambling's all – all throughout the United States. And you could do it. It doesn't matter if you're in New York, Las Vegas, Baltimore, Atlanta. It doesn't make a difference what city you're in. I'd have to look into it because I, I do know it doesn't make a difference. You could bet anywhere. But I feel like there, for a centralized place, I feel like there has to be a lot more cash being flown around in Vegas there. But but you also got to realize it, it, it's not what it was you know that back in the Black Sox scandal or anything like that. Where, no, you, definitely I true. mean, think how much money these players are making. They're not going to risk getting... You know, either federally charged and and blackballed from their sports and losing out on their future paychecks just to make a, an extra buck here to throw a game or to do stuff like that. Like a guy like Donahue, he was he was shaving points, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And referees and and umpires and you know ac across the whole sports platform are pretty well compensated. So you know, even then, it, it's not worth it because a guy like Donahue went to jail and now he can't referee again. You know, so. You got to kind of weigh the pros and the cons, and I think ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of those guys are going to look at the pros against the cons and choose not to do it. There's always some people that'll do it. You know that it's not going to stop. It'll, in the past, this would be a bigger deal in Vegas, but I, yeah, I don't think anything right now. I mean, a story I wouldn't be surprised if some did come out. It just sounds like it'd be more of like a, a conspiracy theory thing. Anytime that something flares up people will have chatters about it this is stuff for us to talk about but I, I you'll never get concrete evidence i don't think really anymore yeah but, I, I mean you know i'll give i'll give the nhl a lot of credit because they're they move they're one of the more progressive leagues when it comes to uh mainly with rule changes and you know make they'll make changes to rules mid-season you know like you go back to the uh when the devils and the rangers played and sean avery did all that bullshit in front of brodeur and you know they made a rule change the next day you know, and stuff like that. And for a league that's, you know, obviously the fourth by a pretty wide distance uh, in terms of major sports, uh, you know, for them to go out there and, and you know, kind of beat the yeah, NFL. What about soccer? No, soccer is... Please. Oh, no, that's no, an no. argument now, though. No. The herd is saying big four sports. Soccer over to hockey. I don't think so. Well, eventually I think it will, but... Well, the MLS hasn't, and that's the domestic league. I mean, you could argue that's the EPL. That's the United States, but we're pretty ignorant if we're ignoring the rest of the world. Yeah, but... Right, I don't really want to get into that. That's yeah, but... All right, the, I, I'm just saying. I'm, the MLS is terrible, but, I mean, it's... it's but when you're talking for North American major sports leagues, the EPL is not included. Okay, fine. Then disregard. You but, know, and the I MLS mean, is never going to... I think soccer is going to come up and, and take over hockey, figuring less people playing football and everything. Well, I just, do, you, do you think that all the... Because yeah. the, the, most, the most interesting to soccer is obviously with the national teams. It, I like... I, I 
love the Nationals. So do you think that that's more patriotism, or do you think that's people actually enjoying the product? No, it, I, it's definitely nationalism. Like, you, get, you really get behind certain teams. Like, I mean, I don't ever get behind USA, really, because they're never that good. But I, I enjoy, like, watching, like, the Netherlands play. Like, I see certain players that I enjoy watching on one team. Cause and it's usually from one country. I don't know. Because for me, I'll put money on a team, and I won't watch them play other than maybe the 90th minute of their game. Like, I'm not sitting through that. That's just well, not for me. Likes, but for the rest of the world that does like soccer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it actually people genuinely liking the sport? from an American standpoint. Take the yeah. world out. I'm saying definitely when it comes to the women's team. Because they, they win. and To celebrate a women's team like that, they're going to win. They're going to be USA. But if you want to watch good soccer, you're not watching good soccer. Right. So everybody's you know, just there to be wearing the red, white, and blue and support their country and support the people representing their country. They're not necessarily they're supporting the sport you could you could probably pull three quarters of the people watching or even in the stadium and they probably don't have a fucking clue they they couldn't name you know half the roster they couldn't name even all everything that's going on with soccer on the field but but going back to the soccer passing the uh eventually you know passing hockey in terms of popularity the reason it won't is ever since Pele you know when he was in his prime and playing and then eventually came over here and every World Cup since then, there's always been talk. This is the, this is when soccer is going to take off in the United States, and, and however many years it's been until the MLS takes off, it's not happening. Right, it, and and don't be wrong. I, I think there's like a millennial niche that ha, has kind of bought into the EPL, and and I think that uh, you know the NBC Sports obviously and Fox, and you see these these major net, uh, you know cable networks putting these games on in the morning has definitely helped things. Well, and and gambling, I mean, obviously. F- FanDuel DraftKings offer EPL uh, EPL I Daily Fantasy. So, so y- you you look at this, m- most people now, they you don't like even for us, we're playing EPL Fantasy and I didn't know a fucking guy. I do my research, you know, look at lineups, plug a guy in if he had one name, all right, he looks good, he's in my lineup, and I cashed a few times. I didn't watch the games. I didn't have any interest, but you want to know what? I'm, I keep refreshing, checking that box score. <laughs> Keeps you involved if, you, if, if for someone who doesn't even like the sport. You guys are just gambling addicts, but... I enjoy the idea of having... Because I want to follow soccer, I just don't. I don't know why. Yeah. And the idea of being able to play daily fantasy stuff actually makes me pay more closer attention to sports. So, so th- that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not only getting sports fans, then you're getting the gamblers. And even, exactly. you know, the... The casual sport fan that wants action, he's he's gonna throw he, he's gonna throw a couple bucks in there in a nice tournament, see if he could hit big. I mean, you won't, but you know, mate, <laughs> but you know, good best of luck to you. But I will say, it gives, it adds, yeah, having action always adds a little bit of interest. That's the, a damn sure. The one thing, the one thing that makes it attractive though, and I could see, I could see, you know, especially why it's been so popular, is that you look at the NHL and the NBA. You know, it's just two sports that play in the same season, and they're going. Their games are going head to head against each other every night, every day, and it makes it to the point where you pretty much have to choose one. And and it, obviously, basketball is more popular. But you look at the EPL, and you know you're playing Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, nine o'clock in the morning Eastern. You're not competing against anything. Yeah, it's like Saturday morning cartoons for these people. Right. They always wake up and watch it on whenever they're hungover on the weekends. Well, right. my, my favorite thing about soccer is relegation, though. Can you imagine if all these other sports had relegation? Now they can't because the minor league systems either don't exist or they're not good enough to actually promote teams. Or and they're directly related. Yeah, they're they're affiliated, so you can't really do it. But the idea of relegation is just awesome. Like, it would completely eliminate tanking. Well, like, oh, yeah, it would. Like, think about if MLB t- like teamed up with the Atlantic League 
and you had like the potentially the Long Island Ducks against the Sugarland Skeeters in the Atlantic League Championship, and the winner got to go replace the Atlanta Braves next year. That would be pretty. That would be. I would. I don't. I don't see why not. That makes me laugh. No, it's it's not realistic, and because it, yeah, the Atlantic not, League. Really, but but it, it would it would be something though. It would add. To, you know, because that's always the thing is trying to add interest like late season games and stuff where. You know, in some of these sports, obviously tanking is a major topic, but, uh, you know, trying to add in, like, what, after, say, even this year, after January, why were you watching a Knicks game? They didn't have a draft pick. Oh, yeah. There, there was, was nothing no, to, Przingis was sitting. The game the one time, and they played the Rockets. Yeah. No I, point in watching that game. It was completely useless. No, it's, the only way you could watch is if you have action. I mean, I remember one time we had uh, Przingis over, over 12 and a half points or something, which was ridiculous, because... Because he was slumping at the time, but we were like, "This, you got to jump all over this." So we did first quarter. He puts up fourteen or something. Turn the game off. Turn that's it off. That's what I had to say. That's all I had to say. You know, so so in regards to, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. But you know, talking about the international sports landscape, uh, you know, it's coming up that you know each hero is about. I think he's one hit away or two hits away from combining his Japanese and American hits to passing Pete Rose. And you know, Pete Rose had to say that. that you know, we're trying to make him the the hit queen, so to say, and, and I, and I do agree with them. I don't know how you guys feel on the matter, but the idea that, like, even when the Ichiro was with the Yankees when they were selling the what was it, Ichi, the four K shirts, I think it was when he was at, uh, and to me, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, it's considered. I think Baseball Reference considers uh, the Japanese league is is four A, so it's in between AAA and the majors. We don't count AAA stats. We don't count Atlantic League stats. We don't count Mexican league stats. It's completely irrelevant. I mean, seeing what he does though in the MLB, I, if I can only imagine what he would have done if he was there. So, in that regard, I'm I'm leaning towards siding with him, but at the same time, you don't count the stats. What, you just it's like what could have been exactly what what could all the guys done if uh, if they weren't in the war back in the day? Yeah, no, that's what, what would that's, their stats look like? You know, I mean, are we adding Matsui's home run on Old Timers Day the other day to his his numbers? It, it, I mean, was, it was off David Cohn. David Cohn. Yeah, Major League Stadium, Major League Pitching. Why not? Let's add it. But I, I see it as the minors. It's very similar to that. I mean, we we could take Lou Ford's hits from the Ducks and, right. and add him to his major leagues. Maybe he has a thousand career hits. Then I, I don't mean, know. Re- really, all I mean, the main reason that they're doing it though, it, it's completely commercial and it's all uh, merchandise driven, and it's so they could sell some shares, sell some memorabilia, and even up ticket sales because you're going to be now. I don't think that, especially in Miami, you're not going to see a huge tick because they just don't care. I mean, there's so much going on, which is something you know. Going back to the Vegas thing, that's something you got to worry about, especially with a not so popular sport in a. Uh, you know, warm weather region. I mean, with so much going on, if the hockey team's not good there, people aren't going to go. Well, it's going to turn into the Coyotes. To do in Vegas and go see hockey. Right. So, uh, so, so obviously down in Miami, you know, there's plenty to do, and the Marlins aren't. They're they're okay this year, but they're not good. They're not bad, and they got terrible ownership. And John Carlo can't really seem to uh, touch the ball these days. So, but uh, but theoretically, right? Because because scouting's getting younger and younger now, and everybody's keeping stats now, and it's a lot easier to do it online. Why don't we just start keeping track of everybody's stats from T-ball up, up, and let's see who the real hit king is. Well, the Stan Musial counts? Yeah. yeah, every single league. Little league, travel league ball, league backyard league. ball, whatever you want. Everybody's hits. They all count. Even if there's not an official score, you know, honor system here. Right. Everything. Easy, easy with the exaggerations. You guys are really, I think you're hating on each hero. No, I have nothing against each hero. a first battle of Hall of Famer and a great, a great, great player, <laughs> nice. but... 
the, but, I think it's more so just they're anti Pete Rose and they want anything to. Well, yeah, make. the, the hit, all-time hits leader isn't in the Hall of Fame, but neither is the all-time home run leader. You got guys with three hundred wins not in there. I mean, it's a joke. Yeah, it's it's a weird standard. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Ichiro's great, and, and what Ichiro's doing this year is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Now, now a lot of it's empty. I mean, he's hitting like three thirty, and it's like all but three of his hits are singles, but uh, and he's not driving he's not guys in. Consistent at bats. He's the only. Thing. I mean, given that what the Marlins are in their outfield, he'd be better suited to play on a different team. But. Right. I think he has a spot on another roster. But but you know what you know what you know what's amazing though is, uh, you know, just because obviously uh, Gordy Howe died this this past week, you know, made ball in peace. But uh, you know you know the I mean, yeah, more so the point I want to make though is I mean you look at a guy like Ichiro, A Rod, Poppy. I mean what Poppy's doing obviously is insane. You know guys who are both, like just over forty, you know, forty one, forty two, whatever. And, you know, what they were able to do, and what Gordie Howe did at 51 years old, playing, you know, playing in the NHL and, do, and putting up the stats he was able to do. Now, like, you think what Poppy's doing now is amazing. Imagine what Pop, Poppy's doing today in eight years, and that's what Gordie Howe was, you know, which is just, it, it, it's pretty There's amazing. There's a reason he was, he was nicknamed Mr. Hockey. Right, exactly. And, and I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts, but, but you know, it, it, it's just crazy to think how, you know, especially now in baseball, post-steroid era, where you're not really seeing a ton of guys go late into their, you know, now it's like back, the, the curve is kind of, once you're like over 32, 33, like get to like 35, you're starting to see a steep decline. I mean, hell, look at the Yankees roster. I mean, they're full of guys who have, you know, Teixeira being a prime example of a guy who just completely fell off a cliff. But Oh, Teixeira, imagine a couple of years ago what he could have been doing right now. Right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, he's just a whole other mess. It's funny because, you know, to share it after last year, you look at him, you know, a guy who had 33 home runs or whatever and limited at bats and wound up ultimately getting hurt. Shocker. And, uh, you know, this year, everybody's saying how, you know, all right, you know, maybe he'll go out, he'll hit, you know, 25, 30 bombs, maybe get a qualifying offer, Yanks pick up a draft pick. I mean, he's going to be lucky if he gets a contract next year. You know? I think he'll get signed somewhere, but I, I, I don't know. He's not proven much against me saying that, but. Why, why doesn't MLB just create like a like a senior league? You know, like uh, like everybody was talking about with the home run derby adding pitchers in there. How about let's just bring back uh, let's bring back bring back some greats. You know, let's put Bonds in there, Griffey, bring in the fences about fifty feet, and then like let's see them hit. So no kind of like like a PG does not need the fences in. <laughs> kind of like a That's PG true. like a PGA <laughs> senior tour. Right I don't know. You 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 see these guys at old timers day. None of them can even crank it out if they try. Besides Matsui, Bert, Bernie was having trouble getting it to the short porch and right. Matsui oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he pimped the shit out of it too. Speaking of pimp jobs, was that yeah. Cones giving up a home run the last three years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. I heard them say that. Have you guys uh, you guys seen the pimp jobs by the uh, the University of Miami uh, hitter? Uh, no, I didn't. All right, so I'll put it this way. This guy's the nine hitter, and he did it earlier in the year, like against NC State or something. Hits a walk-off uh, grand slam or something, and this guy literally he hits it, like does he he holds the he holds the bat up, he points at it, walks about halfway to first, then does an exaggerated flip. He's like jumping up and down in between third. He starts screaming at the catcher, and then uh, obviously a fight, a brawl ensued. And then uh, just this past week, I guess it was a regional or something. I don't follow college baseball. I mean, really, who does? But uh, There's no point to it. Uh, I, I guess it was something where he wound up hitting two home runs in this game. First one pimped the shit out of Second one uh, hits a, a grand slam in the ninth inning to tie it or give him the lead or something. Does the same exact he's shit. He's yelping. He's frolicking around. He's, How many home runs does this guy have? I mean, he has four, I think, on the air, and three of them he pimped the yeah, shit out of. Two. 
You know, God, 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 God bless him, but you got to put one in his ass every single time he's up now. Well, I love I love what Joe Madden said. You know, it's either you you go to first or you go to the mound. Those are your two choices. You don't stand around there and point at the guy and starts yelling. You got two choices: drop everything and run out there. Which you know, obviously Ventura, it, it looked like he was ready for it, but he didn't have his Ventura fists up. So he didn't have his fists up. Yeah, but he didn't have his fists up at all. He was not in fighting position. Well, he did the weird thing where he dodged him, and when he dodged him with his body, he leaned his head in. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so it's it's like the, you know, instead of like jumping back, he like jumped his body back, and his head stayed forward. I mean, you know, but that, that's making baseball fun again. You know, it's the whole Harper thing. With uh, with that, let's get the pitchers in the home run derby. Let's let's get the. I saw somebody saying let's get the position players on the mound so you can throw the hardest. Well, now Josh, I think Josh Reddick said that. Yeah, so I mean, there's tons of injury risk, but let, let's you know, let's see what happens. Let's put them out there. If they get hurt, they get hurt. You know, whatever. It's gonna happen anyways. It's whatever, it's millions of dollars. Well, they're getting it anyways. Doesn't matter. It's the teams that get screwed. You know. Yeah, that's what. They they got enough money. It's not really going to be hurting them. You got billionaire yeah, I, owners. I love to see Bumgarner in the, in the home run derby. That guy drops. Ball. Bumgarner, Thor, and Arietta. See now, I'm all for it. Let Cologne go in there. I, I just want to see what. <laughs> well, I'll say this. You know, <laughs> when we're when we're out in, we're at, when we're out in Vegas for the All Star break, you know, obviously there's not a lot of sports to bet on. But the, the home I run, can't wait to go to Vegas. The home run derby is going to be one of those things, and if Bumgarner were to be in it, I I really would be interested to see what the odds makers put his odds at because. Obviously, he, he should be the longest shot, but I think the public's actually going to bet him decently, you know, decent enough where it's going to where it's not going to be worth betting on him. But some of the guys who fall because the money's but, going on Bumgarner, that's where the real value. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys saw somebody posted uh, Petco Park was doing some prep for the All Star Game, and they posted on the scoreboard the home run derby bracket. And so, I, it sounds like the MLB has already decided, even though they came out and said, "No, we haven't even asked anybody yet," but. It made sense with the eight guys that they had. So had, um, it was like a lot of the guys towards the top of the leaderboard. Matt Kemp was in there because he's the hometown guy. Machado, uh, I Sess? think. Uh, I think he was in there. Let me let me look it up. But it was pretty much like, like all the usual suspects that you would suspect. I think Harper might have been in there. Like it was pretty much like if you looked at the eight guys were like five of them were like towards the top of the home run leaderboard, and then uh, obviously it was Kemp. They, they just posted this in the middle of the game. I guess no, some, some it was somebody there early or something, and they had it on the scoreboard. But yeah, it was a couple days ago. So, but yeah, unfortunately, you didn't see Bumgarner's name out there, or else that would have been. Uh, that would have got some hype. I would. I've yeah, heard about him talking a little bit. Yeah, but but yeah, no. I mean, I I would love to see it. You know, with the whole make baseball fun again. It's like uh, Trump's make America great again. And it, it, if you guys saw, you know. Obviously, he had his reaction to Orlando, and, and it's a little pathetic that he's accepting congratulations on it. But you know, we're 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 still well, the rest pro of Donald. Tweet said that he doesn't want congrats. I don't really have an issue with that as much as people did. Well, I, I think that it's it's poor wording. It's it's poor judgment he's out of him. He's been saying this all the time. He's like, yeah, I've been. I'm like every time something happens, like yeah, I've been right about radical like Islamic terror. Like he says that, like yes, I'm right. But I, it's it's just the way he's been going. Oh about yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I'm still very. Pro Donald, and you know he's he said it with the with the Mexicans, they you know the Ill- illegal immigrants is that they gotta go, and you know he's he's wrong on on some of it, but you know he has the right idea, you know, like you gotta you gotta keep him out, you know, you gotta build the wall, but then they, then you got I don't know what he's gonna do, like you think he's gonna do anything against trying to get limit gun laws, like someone should be able, in my opinion, obviously. 
Since well, I'll say this, and, and you know, an AR-15, like you don't right. need that. I mean, look, so obviously, sending out our thoughts and prayers to all the uh, all the victims down in Orlando, but uh, you know, it, it's kind of a shame that it takes tragedies like this to bring up something uh, that seems like common sense when it comes to the gun laws, and you know, the fact that guys are coming out with Call of Duty weapons and you know being able to legally purchase them and have them. And he was interviewed by the FBI twice, which is just. I mean, that's a whole... But the NRA... See, that's the problem, is the NRA has the government by the balls to the point where the governments, they're not going to do anything because they're afraid of the NRA... You know, the NRA has too much power when it comes to this. And, and I understand, you know, people, they want their, their right to bear arms and all that, but there's certain people where you lose that right after a while. And if you're questioned by the FBI twice in regards to... in links to terrorism and, and stuff like that and ISIS, I, I don't see how, you know, how you should be able to legally... Uh, be able to obtain a weapon like that. And I get the argument that, uh, you know, the bad guys are going to find a way to get the guns anyways. But, all right, fine, they might. But let's try to make more roadblocks. Let's try to limit it as much as possible. No one needs a high-volume, high like, clip. You don't need that. Like, well, my you're not question... going hunting with that. You're not defending your house. I don't really... Yeah, you got to defend your house, Tim. Why are those... <laughs> it's like an army? Like... But, but... <laughs> I don't know. But you have to think, though. I don't know. Even, even for hunting purposes, nobody's using that gun. Why is it for sale? Uh, besides for military reasons and law enforcement reasons, why is a gun like that for sale? People just like it, the look of it. I like that's the only reason I could see it. Like that's it, a pretty for, bad reason. For like normal people that would buy it and not go shoot up a, a nightclub, like I don't understand why you would really want it. I don't. I well, don't. I mean, uh, these mass shootings are happening way too much now. Obviously, and you know, oh, someone keeps trying to outdo it. The next exactly, mass and you know. The, the, all, all the radical Islamists, all, all all of them, they have they have their own reasons. But this this guy obviously was following that because he yelled out Dalahu Akbar, and you know he pledges allegiance to ISIS. But also, it comes out today that that the guy was probably gay when you look at it because he had attended that club multiple times. He was on gay gay dating apps and stuff. So I mean, obviously, this guy was unstable, as the people close to them would say. But not because he was gay, but he was unstable, and obviously he was insecure about himself and his, you know, his own uh, sexuality. So he pledges to ISIS, which is just completely hypocritical because they're completely against gays. So he hated himself, I guess, apparently, and then he's going to go take take out these people. I I have no idea that the whole thing of him being gay just throws a whole ratchet into well, it, a, wrench into it. I don't know. Well, because you have some people on some side of it who are you know obviously going all to the Muslims, putting all the blame on them and all that. Then you had some other people who are saying it's not the Muslims, it's it's a hate crime, it's it's all this. But if the guy turns out to be gay, I mean, I guess it's possible you could have a hate crime on your own kind. But uh, you know, I mean, we, I don't think there's any crimes in, that have been classified, say, a white on white crime, where somebody's classified as a hate crime that that wasn't you know not without a religious well, affiliation you know, or you, something you, like that. Um, but, you know, a man can associate as a woman now, and it's okay. So I guess a white can associate as as an African American now, and so on, and then. You know, it's, it's the same shit with the with the gender roles and all that. They they don't exist anymore. So we're throwing out race, gender, religion, everything. It, everybody's everything. Well, now. we've kind of gone the complete opposite. Where you know, as a country, at one time we were very you know, racist, prejudiced towards different things and all that. And then it became you know where we got to be accepting of everybody. And it's gone to the point where it's gone too far. Where now it's why couldn't we just like notice that people have differences, people are everything, but. At the end of the day, everybody's on an equal playing field as we're all human beings, which I think was was progress for 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 people when we finally realized that. But but now it's gotten to the point where oh well, there's no such thing as white, black, gay, straight, male, woman. You know, it doesn't matter. You can be whatever you want to be. You know, which is just it's completely insane. 
I don't. I, for me, it's more of a. I don't want to say don't ask, don't tell, because that's just not going to sound right. But that's what it is. Is I don't care if you're gay, straight. Like it doesn't matter if you right. classify I, yourself as like. A so woman, so I, could, I don't need to know. You could could I be an independent it. black female right now? By the way, the country's going. You could, and nobody. I'm and, and, and black today, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> I'm feeling black. I, I could be. I could be a lesbian, black, African American female if I really wanted to. That's who I associate well, with. If you truly believe it, but I, again, I, I don't need to really hear you talk about it. Really Excuse you? Do that? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Why is that? You can elaborate. Because being a white male is far superior. Louis C.K. goes really Whoa. into it, and he's absolutely right. I'm not saying they're better. Louis explains. Well, isn't that what superior is? No, it's just being the perks that come with it is better. But would actual perks you said. You're saying some pretty inflammatory remarks if I Well, mean. I got I got I play devil's advocate here. What, said before though, Tim. No, this, this is mine. Wouldn't you say that in the current job landscape though that the white male is at the biggest disadvantage? I mean, yeah, not except time. Well, go ahead, Joey. I was very excited when I was applying for jobs. Um it's looking at the different schools, colleges, the Cooney schools. You know what's great? Italian Americans. Consider minorities. Look at that. Now, somehow I applied for the job, didn't get an interview. That didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> hey, at least you have that going for you. I, I, I guess, I, guess I, I would be at a disadvantage because all I could check off is Caucasian male. Right, exactly. And that, that's another issue I have is why is I, this whole equal opportunity, why not just look at a person's resume and then interview them and choose the best candidate? Why do we have to segment to make sure that every rate, it's like grading on a scale in a way. You know, you see it in the military too with women where it's less standards or, you know, to, to meet it than a guy has to. Shouldn't everybody have the same standards to meet and the best people In an ideal taking? world, yeah, that should be the way it's done. But I think they're just trying to compensate for the times where it wasn't equal opportunity. Right, which is ridiculous. I couldn't agree more with you on that. I don't know. I mean, that's it's the whole PC culture. And now I know that people who don't like Trump and some of the stuff he says, but you got to admit that's the one thing he's trying to bring back. You know, bring back in a way is now a lot of the stuff he says is completely exaggerated and pretty ridiculous. But if you get to the grand scheme of what he's trying to accomplish, is that you know how outrageous the United States has gotten and pretty much the world when it comes to equality and acceptance and you're stuff like just, that. You got to tiptoe around what you really mean when. I'd, I'd say things that are definitely taken, that could be taken wrong, but I generally try to keep it among my friends who know I don't mean certain things. I, I could come off as racist or homophobic, I, but that's not how I am. It's just I don't try to tiptoe around when I'm, when I'm joking around. I don't know. I don't know. It's, well, put it this way. Like, 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 for instance, like, if you call somebody a fag, now, I, I get the point that... I'm trying to get away from just saying fag, but yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. But but you know, like the, like let's say you know, obviously it has the negative connotation with it and what it's affiliated with. But you know, if you call your friend a fag, you're really not like I, I know this this argument has been debunked many times. But I mean, let's use common sense here. The guy's not calling somebody, you know, they're not calling. Yeah, trying to mean like, oh, you're actually gay, and that's why like even if like I have like I worked with some gay coworkers up at Binghamton in my restaurant. Apparently there was a lot of gay people there. You own a restaurant, Tim? I didn't own it. I worked at it. Oh. Did I say I owned it? Eh, whatever. Yeah. No, you didn't. I just didn't. I would I, like normally around like my friends, I can call someone like a fag, and I'm. It's not meant to be like hurtful. It's not meant to be like, oh, you're actually gay, but it is taken hurtful by outside people. But you have to watch what you're saying. Like I can't call my gay friend a fag, even though like he is. 
You're friends. Is, is he really gonna care? You know, there's. I don't know. That's why I I tried to stay away from it. I don't know. There, I don't really there's still a stigma it. attached to to the word and the term when when you're saying it to anybody. But that that stigma amongst friends or something, it doesn't necessarily make it acceptable. But it has a completely different connotation to it. So I mean, if you're saying if you're calling, you know. If you're calling a gay person a fag, then yeah, you're out of line, and it's you know it's used in a derogatory sense. Then when I'm right. when I'm calling him a fag, it's just because, you know, it's Your brother. You mean? Yeah. yeah. It it you know it, it doesn't doesn't really matter. He's just doing annoying faggy things. There's nothing. <laughs> now I'll be honest. Fag really isn't part of my vernacular. I, I call people other things. I call them greasy cocksuckers or you know some other stuff, but. Uh, which I don't know. Maybe that's offensive towards towards prostitutes. I mean, the way we're going now. <laughs> Could be. I I mean, where do we draw the line? I think where you're grouping you? every single prostitute into the greasy uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, segment, and that, that's not necessarily true. Oh, so only the <laughs> you, probably in Vegas they gotta have some greasy cocksuckers there. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you look at oh, some I can't of them. Uh, I might not come back. <laughs> so I I don't you're know. Not coming back from Vegas, Tim. Yeah, I can't. He's got everything you want there. You're just you're gonna walk away. Me and him, have played it out in our head over over and over again. I'm just gonna disappear one day. We're ready to leave? You're gonna say, guys, the city has everything I need. Farewell. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's uh, pretty much the length of our political discussion there. But uh, <laughs> uh, got, a lot longer than I thought we were gonna. Got a little I, I could uh, I could go on with more of my views, but you know, uh, I guess some of the stuff could be. Uh, I guess offensive to some people, but Trump like. <laughs> already probably offended enough people. Yeah, probably, but uh, yeah, I stopped listening in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. Well, uh, that pretty much covers everything I wanted to get into discuss. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any uh, closing thoughts. I mean, obviously, we're going to try to get this going a little more frequently now. Uh, you know, we gave it a test run. Uh, I blame Joe. He's got to. He's got to commit. Put all his sticks in the bucket. Tim, you, how many times have we canceled the last Once! Episode? I canceled once. It was, was a good, it was at least twice. So, uh, so yeah, so, so we'll try to get this going. Probably at least once more this week. Maybe Friday we were looking at. So, uh, you know, hope it went well. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, spread the word. Uh, all po- all feedback is positive. Uh, now, obviously, negative... Positive neg- feedback is, is better. Positive feedback Negative is feedback. We're taking mental notes. We're like LeBron. But, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, so, any of you guys have anything to say before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, yeah, just quick. Let's uh, send our prayers out to Juan uh, Rebay. Oh yes, cocaine. I was doing the game the other day. I was working it, and he took a, a ball. Uh, that was a shot by a trout. It's coming in. Right, he was over 100 miles. Per I hour. think it was 106. He didn't yeah. Get a glove on it. Hit him straight in the straight in the groin area. It, it's a shame that they don't make cups big enough for him. That man could not get up. He was now, which one of you said that your friend saw Cocan's Cocan? Yeah, yeah. One of the guys I was working with said that uh, he's like, he's like, ah, I've seen it. He's like, it's not a sight that uh, that that I'd recommend. He's like, I'm scarred for life. I was like, yeah, I heard it's huge. He's like, well, it's 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 really fat. He's like, I wouldn't say that it's gi- it's like gigantic, but it is really fat. That's uh... it's a Coke can. <laughs> I guess that's not a lie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but definitely, uh, prayers out to, uh, I mean, with a meat stick like that, we got to, uh, assume the man has big potatoes and, uh, let's send a, uh, some, our, our prayers out to, uh, Juan Uribe and his, uh, and his gigantic nuts. Timmy, anything, uh, any, anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, that was the, uh, that was the second episode of the, uh, Cuckoo's Nest podcast and, uh, 
Thank you. Thank you for joining us. God bless and good night.